0: Oh, man, this is really living. Hey, everybody, it's Tuesday. I think November 17th? 9.25 a.m. So this morning, um, one of my kids grabbed my keys to start my wife's car instead of her keys. And then she went to work with both sets of keys. So I was uh, scrambling, trying to find my keys so I could leave for work, and couldn't find them. Thankfully, uh, in our kitchen drawer, I had a valet key for our car. I didn't know we even had it. Uh, But I tried it, and it started the car, and I was like, "Woo!" So I'm going to be 25 minutes late for work. But at least I could get there. Uh, Just had some thoughts. If someone had told you on January 1st of this year that the government was going to tell you that you couldn't see your family what you would have said was that's ridiculous they don't have that authority to do that I'm free to associate with whom I choose if I had told you that people would be perfectly fine with it you would say that's ridiculous this is America people wouldn't stand for that type of tyrannical rule So go see your family. If your family is not afraid of the virus you can go see them. It's it's called a contract between parties. Consent. The government does not have the authority to tell you who you're allowed to have in your home how many people you're allowed to see and if one more person says that I am being selfish for wanting to see my family at the holidays. I, I will uh, educate them. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. I'm celebrating Thanksgiving and Christmas as normal. So, if you don't like that, don't don't associate with me. Um, you, you can't... <laughs> don't be surprised when everything you enjoy is taken from you, because you did nothing to stand up against this tyranny. What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, November 19th, I believe. I'm trying to think in my head. Yes, the 19th. One twenty-one p.m. I'm heading to work. I just got done door dashing. Um, just a couple random thoughts as we go into the holiday season. A lot of pressure, uh, a lot of shaming for people who want to actually see their families on the holidays, you know, because we live in America and that should be thwarted at all costs nowadays. Uh, people posting things like, you shouldn't see your fan, better to have a virtual Thanksgiving than a funeral Christmas, all this kind of shaming and scare tactics that people use when it, it's, it's complete bullpocky because of the statistics which I won't regurgitate again and the likelihood that you will die from having dinner with your family on Thanksgiving is next to nothing but I just wanted to give you a couple thoughts Um, we're not guaranteed tomorrow we're not guaranteed later today I'm not guaranteed another Thanksgiving with my family. If somebody, God forbid, in my family were to pass away unexpectedly next year, would I be okay with the decision to have foregone the opportunity to spend the holidays with them because I was so afraid that a virus that kills 0.25% of the people who contract it? virus that for everybody I'm having Thanksgiving with, which is under uh, 70, for the most part as far as I know, it's 0.5%. For under 50, it's 0.02%. Would I be willing to deal with the fact that I missed the opportunity to have a spiritual, emotional... Mental connection with that family member at the holiday season if I lost that opportunity next year. My answer to that question is no, I wouldn't feel good about that. I would regret it heavily. Especially given the information that we have available. Not the not the the ridiculous statements that people make. And you have to ask yourselves, why are they so concerned? Why does the government believe that they're more concerned about your family members than you are? They don't care about your family members. They care about you demonstrating to them that you are subservient. That's all it comes down to. And to suggest that you care more about your liberty than your family members is their way of shaming you, scaring you, guilting you into doing what they say this is a religion for people their ideology their political viewpoints they've become their religion they for they choose to forsake the god of all creation for the god of creation for themselves playing god This is what people don't understand about religious gatherings and why it's so abhorrent that political leaders would shut churches. Because the mental, emotional, spiritual benefit of gathering with like-minded individuals and praising God is worth the risk of contracting a virus that 99, almost 99.9% of people come from but since they're irreligious or they're religious in name only they don't understand that all they look at is this material world they don't understand what true community is they don't understand the damage that is caused by forcing isolation on people So these are things that you need to think about as you move forward and how you respond to government edicts and uh, trampling on our rights, our God-given rights to assemble, our God-given rights to raise our families, to protect our families. The government will not stand in my way to protect my family. They will also not take over the responsibility of protecting my family remember that as you gather this holiday season and I hope it's not the last holiday season you have with your family members but cherish it cherish it don't allow the government to tell you that you're being selfish for wanting to share holidays with your family the fact that I even have to say that sentence should appall you and if it doesn't you seriously need to see where you've gone wrong in your line of thinking Hey everybody! It's Saturday, November twenty-first, eight fifty-one a.m. And I'm driving into work for three shows today, and then we are off until uh, Black Friday. We have a six-pack, which is six shows in two days. but well, I'm looking forward to the few days off. Actually, I won't be. I'll still be working. I'll be Door Dashing to um, uh, for some of those days, Monday and Tuesday at the very least, while my kids still have school, virtual school, Uh, I feel like I should change this show to Angry Guy in Car Drinking Coffee, because basically I only talk to you guys when I'm sitting in the car at this point, there's not really much, there's no uh, back and forth that I'm doing, other than driving to and from work and driving to DoorDash, so there's not a lot of uh, cool experiences I can share with you right now, unfortunately, Um, Lots of news, as usual, but the most important and compelling news is the fact that all of the Northeast governors, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, uh, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, they put out a joint statement saying, citing the health data and the science around schools not being a driver of transmission, that schools should stay open for in person learning, which is hilarious, because they didn't put out the statement until after schools had already closed. A little CYA. So they look like they are on the right side of things. And as usual for people in power, they just take all the credit and deflect all blame. So, uh, anyway, that was encouraging at least to see people starting to get on the actual science train, not the faux science that they try to slam down your throat. Um, In addition to that, the CDC said that schools should be open, and they shouldn't have closed to begin with, because it was just an emotional response. And the children are actually safer at home than at home, uh, safer in school than at home, and having gatherings outside of school, because that's actually where the transmission is spreading the most. Um... And then Dr. Fauci echoed that sentiment and said the same thing, that children should be in schools. So, it should be very interesting to see how these local school districts respond to that. I'm sure the teachers unions aren't happy. Oh, I'm sure they're not happy. There's not a single case, correct me if I'm wrong, not a single case in the country Maybe even in the world that a child transmitted the virus to a teacher, and that teacher died. So all of the theater of the body bags and all the stuff that the unions are trying to guilt people into uh, is nothing but more than that theater. And uh, any, anyway, all the valley who about what's going on the mask study from. Uh, the Danish mask study came out and said basically what we all knew before this pandemic and refused to accept during, that masks do nothing to protect you. Now, everybody wants to say, but they protect the other people. That is nonsense. Because <laughs> if it doesn't protect you, the only thing it protects the other people is if you sneeze in their face. It might cut that down. But the reason that masks don't help you is the same reason why it's silly to think that they help the other person. Because the virus is airborne and the molecules or however the particles of the virus are smaller than the gaps between cloth masks. Um, Those things escape into the air. You breathe them in. Um, If it doesn't protect you wearing the mask, those particles are in the air. Why would it protect the other person? It's complete nonsense. It's just a way to get people to say, well, we should wear masks anyway. Because it's patriotic or some such nonsense. Wear a mask if you want to, but stop acting as though people who don't... Or the people who get the virus is because they weren't wearing a mask. Because that's just stupid. And you start victim-shaming, like, Governor Cuomo in New York, who's a complete buffoon who can't take the slightest bit of responsibility for anything he does. All he wants to do is take credit and sell books while people die in nursing homes. Um... I just find that really appalling. And then, uh, you know, it's like Nero fiddled while Rome burns. That's what it feels like sometimes with these politicians. It's outrageous. Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, November 24th, two days before Thanksgiving. Um, Outdoor dashing, as you can see. And I am showing two houses today, unexpectedly. that would be great to maybe get some real estate income seeing as our beloved governor aptly named Wolf uh, continues to tighten the screws as it were on a pandemic that cannot be stopped Um, a lot of this is frustrating to me because I fear that I may lose my job right before Christmas which would be so appropriate for 2020 at this point. It's like, hey, we care more about the appearance of saving lives which it hasn't been proven that any of these measures save lives um we care more about that than ensuring that you have employment before Christmas um the reason I say that is because I most likely cannot apply for, or will not qualify for unemployment, considering I did before. And then um, the the gathering limits is it's it, it, it's unclear whether Sight and Sound will have to change what they're doing, or if based on the safety precautions they've taken, and the based on Lancaster County commissioners. Um, opposition to the governor's unlawful edicts. I don't know what's going to happen when I get back to work on Friday but it's very frustrating because um, he is literally by unlawful edict crushing people's livelihoods Uh, what's very frustrating even more so is that this whole thing of lockdowns had to do with hospital capacity, and then they decided to change the story, make it about stopping the spread. If they had not done that, they had chosen to stick with the actual reason for the original lockdowns. And as soon as hospital capacity, which which never was a problem in Pennsylvania, never has been a problem, as soon as it was clear, when we had. You know, less than 1% of our hospital beds were COVID-19 patients. We should have reopened everything because the hospitals were able to handle it. Instead, we kicked the can down the road in this false sense of false, uh, false feeling that we could actually control an upper respiratory virus, which is hilarious. So instead, what we did is that we delayed the inevitable so much so that it now is running concurrently with cold and flu season. And when there's flu, and there's cold, and don't believe the lie that flu is less severe this year because we're wearing masks. That's just a farce. They stopped tracking the flu because they knew that they could use that as leverage to call every single hospitalization with an upper respiratory infection probable COVID. Um, Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, So instead of, you know, when it was the summertime, everybody was outside, but everybody was super scared still in April and May, which was ridiculous because the hospitalizations didn't warrant that level of fear. Now we have people going to the hospital for a number of things. And then they get tested, and oh, guess what? You have dead virus in your system, so we're gonna call that a COVID positive because the PCR tests don't recognize active infection versus past infection. And now it looks like our hospitals' hospitalizations are going up, which is hilarious. It's just the more people are going to the hospital, and you have to get tested when you go to the hospital. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm growing concerned with. what it means for my family long term Um, the governors put out a statement saying kids need to learn in school and then they come up with some nonsense saying oh but schools need to commit to protocols it's like well what do you think they've been doing for three months you moron (laughs) it's hilarious it's like everywhere I go people are wearing masks everywhere I go people are social distancing and yet, we're going to continue to blame people because a virus is out of control. That cannot be controlled. It just lacks. It just. I always under knew that politicians were idiots, and now it's on full display. It's just hilarious. Hi. Hi there. It's Christmas time. Are the outdoor lights on? Not, oh no, it is not because... uh. we're ready 25 days of Christmas start now right uh-huh. hey everybody it's been a while it's Thursday December 3rd 9:15 a.m. of door dashing had a great Thanksgiving with the family Um uh, Nobody got sick. <laughs> uh, surprise, surprise. <clears throat> um, it was with my brother, my two brothers and their families my mom, my dad, and uh, my brother in law's, or my, my sister in law's parents, I should say. And everybody's healthy. We're doing good. It's been a week. I have not heard of one person coming down with anything. And I'm glad we did it, because it was good for the soul. Very good for the soul. <sighs> um, what's going on? There's tons going on. People are afraid they're losing their power. People aren't listening to government leaders anymore, so they're changing their stories. Stupid Montgomery County Commissioner. What a dolt. Uh, actually said that if you get the vaccine and you're exposed to someone with the virus, you still you might still have to quarantine. I just love when people just out their their true agendas in one statement. Why do I get the vaccine if I still have to quarantine if I'm exposed to the virus? Think about that. What's the point of getting it? It's because the the vaccine doesn't actually do anything. (laughs) And if it does do something, then why would we have to quarantine or continue to wear masks, which people are already trying to push? It's because they want you to continue to demonstrate that you're willing to obey I saw a a sign on the highway one of those digital signs that has messages about road closures and all that kind of stuff and it said please adhere to social distancing and my brain literally like it was one of those they live moments my brain saw it say please adhere to social conditioning I don't know if there was a subliminal message or not but I swear my brain like flipped it it was the craziest thing and then I looked at it again and it said distancing. Like, it didn't say conditioning, I know that. But my brain literally, like, read it as saying social conditioning. And that's hilarious. Because at the beginning of this whole thing, I was not, I was not on the conspiracy boat at all. Um, I really wasn't. But as things have gone on and we've, heard, we've seen people say, we can't go back to normal until there's a vaccine. And at the time, I was like, "Are you kidding me? That's like two years, three years away. That's nonsense." And now we have a vaccine that's literally days away for the most vulnerable people. There's been twenty million doses. I don't know how many people are in nursing homes or, um, <coughs> or what have you. But basically, by January, there's like enough for. I saying like 40 million doses, which is more than 10% of the population. I'm pretty sure it's not 10% of the population that's in nursing homes. Maybe I'm wrong. But now they're saying, oh no, you still have to wear a mask and, and social, social distance and, and quarantine, even if you get the vaccine. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so funny. It's because they didn't think the vaccine would come. That's really what it comes down to. And everyone of you that is watching this and is saying, no, Jeff, it's our duty. We owe it to our fellow man to wear a mask and socially distance forever, if they say so. You mean the same people who said that 2.2 million people would die? The same people who said that in the beginning wearing masks did nothing and now they say it's everything? same people who said that the vaccine would solve the problem and now they say the vaccine may not even stop transmission of the virus and basically at best all it does all it will do is make you a little less sick if you get it the same people that said the vaccine was the key and are now saying that it's a rough your body is gonna you're gonna get fevers and chills and body aches if you get the vaccine you just need to tough it out same people who said that we can't be expected for the healthy people to tough out coronavirus for herd immunity and are now saying we need to tough out the reaction and side effects to the vaccine oh, Lord, like it's amazing like i feel like we got to in zoolander he's like i feel like i'm taking crazy pills because that's what it feels like like literally like if you have no backbone and no integrity and are incapable of logic and reason you are just eating every breadcrumb that these people are spewing it for you to just keep following along in the obedience metrics and like if I had told you at the beginning of this whole thing what we now know about this virus and then I told you what we, we would be doing and what we would be saying you would think I was insane but because they've done it little by little they nip at the edges they literally are outlawing outdoor dining in California, which is nonsense because all summer long, they had outdoor dining and they didn't see any cases go up. Now that it's cold and flu season and people are demonstrating cold and flu-like symptoms, we assume and we test them and who knows if these tests are actually, I mean, we already know this, the tests don't identify coronavirus-19, they don't. Now we know that the CDC has said that the virus has been here since as early as mid-December. And I would argue even earlier than that. Which means that a full three months before we even knew about it, it was in our country, all over the country. And you know what those people, if anybody died from it, we put down what they actually died from. Those are the questions and the things that nobody wants to think about. You know what we said when people went to the hospital and everything? We said they had the flu. Or they had a cold. These are facts, people. Stop saying trust the science when the science continually disproves your narrative. And you're unwilling to change what you believe about what's going on. Back again. Uh, I just figured I would update you on something a little bit more fun. Um, looks like the kids are going back to school on Monday, which is good. It's Thursday. They haven't announced either way. The overwhelming uh, pushback on school closures has reached a fever pitch nationwide, thankfully. So much so that even our brilliant Dr. Fauci, who um, uh, has been opposed to reopening schools all year, uh, so much so that... Rand Paul has gone after him for his refusal to look at the data from other countries that never closed schools at all or had reopened schools early on in the pandemic. Um, he said that we got to get the kids back to school and said that he's always said that, which is hilarious, which I subscribe to uh, Jordan uh, Schachtel. I don't know how you how say his name on Substack, and he actually put together a timeline of every statement that Dr. Fauci said on schools. And as late as September 29th, um, he was adamantly opposed to reopening schools. And now, because the blowback is so hard, the teachers unions are starting to realize that if they want parental support the next time they are demanding benefits, they want community support for themselves the next time they want to strike. That continued closures of schools against the will of the parents is going to look bad for them. Up till now, people can usually trot out the take care of our teachers. And my wife's a teacher, so I get it. And say that, you know, teachers deserve more because they're molding our young minds. And we could argue about how, how they're molding them in a way that we don't like. But that's for another video. But they're starting to feel the pressure. They're starting to feel the court of public opinion turning on them. So now all of a sudden, Montgomery County, where I live, is they're not even talking about it because it's a, it's a foregone conclusion that schools are gonna reopen on Monday, which I think is funny. Um, we will see if that actually comes to pass. But anyway, I just find it funny that all of a sudden, stuff that I've been saying for months, stuff that people have actually been looking at the data and science, even though we've been accused of not trusting the science, it's all coming true. Every bit of information that I believed about this virus is proving itself out in terms of the infection fatality rate, for instance. The CDC now says that there's eight times as many cases, like currently, anytime we get a positive case, they are estimating eight. That's not including earlier infections. Think about how many people were infected between mid-December and March before we even started testing for it. That's three months. Penn State previously did a study that said in the month of March there were eight million cases and we only confirmed 100,000. That's an 80 times more. So when you think about the fact that the PCR tests and the threshold cycles and all that kind of stuff are too high, think about how many times people now are going because they feel cold symptoms or flu symptoms, getting tested for coronavirus, and they had it last December. And they might still have dead fragments in their system. We don't know how long the fragments last. Or they may have had it in January or February, before there was testing. They may have had it in March or April, when we were only testing severely sick people. And now we see this wave of cases and deaths. It just makes you wonder, what, <laughs> what is going on? Stop looking at numbers, start looking at numerators, denominators. They also, some journalists actually asked the Montgomery County Commissioner, when you say the hospitals are at capacity, what you're really saying is that the emergency rooms are full, right? And they're like, well, yeah, it means they're at capacity because any ambulances have to be rerouted. Now, that's you know, it's still of concern. But what I want to know is, what do hospitals look like this time of year, every year? During flu, cold, and flu season. Because what I've read and understood is that statistically speaking around this time, hospitals are always at 90-95% capacity. And that's how they operate. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm just a conspiracy loon. Or maybe I actually look at data and science instead of just trusting what Chris Cuomo or Don Lemon or Rachel Maddow say.